Hi, this is Netta. You may have noticed, if you've been listening for a little while, that I am going through the book of Acts. Each of these little episodes is about a chapter, something that God has spoken to me recently while reading that chapter. And I just am sharing it with you, right? They're not profound, they're not deeply theological, but they are what God spoke to me and asked me to apply. And I'm sharing it with you. I'm telling you that for a reason. So today I want to talk to you about chapter 10. It's the story of Peter being up on the roof, right? And he's praying and dinner's like getting, or lunch really, is getting prepared. And he's hanging out up there and he's praying. And this is where God lowers the sheet down, right? And tells him like, you can eat all of these things that you think aren't good or aren't allowed, now you can, right? Do you remember that story? If you don't, read Acts chapter 10 or maybe read Acts chapter 10 anyway. But the person then that sends for Peter is named Cornelius. Cornelius is not Jewish. He is a Gentile. And I want to read to you about Cornelius. It said that he um, lived in Caesarea, that he was a Roman army officer named Cornelius, and he was a captain of the Italian regiment. He was a devout, God-fearing man, as was everyone in his household. Okay, he generously gave to the poor. He prayed regularly. Then one afternoon, he sees a vision, and God tells him to specifically send for Peter. God tells him where he is, and he says, go get him. He's got a message for you. So, It says um, in verse 7, As soon as this angel who gave him this message left, Cornelius called two of his household servants and a devout soldier, one of his personal attendants. He told them what had happened and sent them off to Joppa to fetch Peter. Okay, He calls in three people in his life and he tells them what God told him. He gets to include them in what is going on. Like I wrote underneath, I write in my Bible. Yes, I actually write in my Bible. I wrote, share what God does. When God tells me something, when God shows me something, when he's teaching me, when he does something amazing, I should be sharing that with other people. Okay, so keep that in your mind here. In verse eight, it says, he told them what had happened. And then he sent them to Joppa. So right away, he's including three people in the story. They don't just get to hear about it firsthand. He's pulling them in. You know how when you're sitting with a group of people and somebody says something like, and they all start laughing and you're like, uh, I didn't get it. And they're like, oh, well, you sort of had to be there. But, and then they explain this story and you're like, oh, (laughs) And like, you're glad they told you so you didn't feel like an idiot, but you're also going, that's not really that funny because you weren't there. You weren't included in it. You didn't actually experience it. Well, in this case, uh, Cornelius is letting these three people in his household who he's close to, he's letting them be a part of what's going on. So they're not just on the outside and, you know, like you had to be there. They don't have to deal with that. They get to be on the inside. Now, as you look down through numerous verses in this chapter, um, it talks about those three men appearing and three times God told 
Peter things and like the number three, these three guys get to be included quite a lot. And then honestly, if we pop over into the next chapter in 11, it talks about how um, six other Christian men accompanied Peter. And you just go all the time. These early Christians were including people in what they were doing. They rarely ever did anything on their own. They were always pulling someone in and letting them experience it. Okay, so I'm telling you all this while we're in a pandemic and we're not supposed to be around very many people, (laughs) okay? But my point is this. When God does something in us, let's include other people. And it doesn't mean they have to go somewhere physically with us. But are we talking about it? Are we sharing? When we have some amazing opportunity to serve somebody or to take food to someone or to help somebody, are we giving someone else a, a chance to join in? Um, back when the, when the pandemic first happened and everything shut down, the Salvation Army um, in the town we currently live has like a really cool relationship with our church. And so right away they called our church and said, hey, we have so many people right now staying in our shelter we don't have enough food for them. Can you get some of your church people to do it? And so I thought, well, you know, that's, I love to cook. That's something I could do. I love to give away things and, you know, food that I cook. So I could have just done that, but I pulled in my boys because I wanted them. Now they didn't really help with the prep, but they helped package it. They loaded it in the car. They came with me, they unloaded it. Um, and we took it into the kitchen. Now we didn't really get to interact with the people there, but we did get to see them and walk by kind of at a distance and say hi. I want them to be a part of amazing opportunities. Um, Another opportunity shortly after that arose and I called a lady, I don't know her that well, but for whatever reason, God popped her in my head and I called her up and the two of us both baked things, made things and took them then and met down there and took them in. You see, when God gives us opportunities, when he speaks to us, let's just share them. It's so simple. And a lot of times, it's just simply talking to our kids about what God's doing in us. And you might go, well, my kids are too little. So break it down. Make it really simple. If God challenged you today to be kind, well challenge them to be kind. Tell them, you know what? Today when I was reading my Bible, Jesus reminded me that I need to be nice to people. And he says that to you too, right? We can break it down when they're teeny. As they get a little bit older, we talk about what does that mean more specifically to the age group that they can understand. And when they become teenagers, we can just pretty much spill it out. And I think we don't like to do that because for one, it holds us accountable hello and two it, it's it's almost embarrassing or it might include asking forgiveness and apologizing to our kids if God's really brought something to our mind and we're like I can't say it to them they're gonna think I'm a hypocrite well newsflash we all are so how cool is it when we get to share some stuff with our kids and then we go I'm sorry I spoke to you like that this morning please forgive me and God really was dealing with me about it because of da 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 Do you see what I'm saying? Like, let's start with the people closest to us that we're with all the time. Include them in what God is doing. Because then they get to see the joys and the victories. They get to see how we're walking through hard times. And they get to see the growth in us. 
Won't that do something powerful for them as well? So let's grab those closest to us. Tell them what happened, like Cornelius. Tell them what's happening and include them. I think we'll be able to enjoy Christmas or any season more because those around us have been included in what God is doing in our life. And that's just a little piece of my heart.